for listening to our podcast, recorded live at Gateway Church Ashford. You can find out more about us on our website, gatewaychurchashford.co.uk. You know, God's already said everything. Um, he's been speaking, hasn't he? And uh, it's great to hear him. You know, I'm speaking today on the, on the gift of faith. And uh, I mean, how long have we got? Yeah, I've got half an hour, okay? Just so you know, I've got half an hour. Um, but we could spend, you know, a whole series going through this wonderful gift of faith. And we've been hearing this morning just some aspects of, of faith. And, you know, God is on the move. We've heard that this morning. God is on the move. And, and God wants to take us um, with him, okay? He doesn't want us to stay where we are. And it's by faith. Everything in the Christian life is received by faith. You know, we are saved by faith. And, you know, uh, if you know Jesus this morning, you know, we, we can all remember that time in our life when that gift of faith came to us and we said, we said yes to Jesus. And, um, you know, it says in the scripture that um, we are made completely acceptable to God, not by what we do, but by faith. And um, we are made, uh, God declares us not guilty. We are justified by faith. We receive the Holy Spirit by faith. And God wants us to live by faith. And it's an amazing gift. And, you know, are you excited about what God has for your life? We've heard, no matter how old you are, you can be 30, you can be 50, you can be 80, but are you expectant of what God wants to do in your life? Because it's through faith that you will appropriate and see possessed everything that God has promised for you. And, you know, as we move into greater things, you know, we believe in God that Ashford, you know, we want to see a revival, okay? We want to see a revival in Ashford, don't we? We want to see people come to know him in a huge way. We, we, want, we want our lives to be revived. We want God to revive us, that we, wait, we will know him in a greater way. And Paul says in the book of Galatians, the only thing that counts... The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. Faith working through love. Um, in Hebrews, the writer of the Hebrews said that um, it is impossible to please God without faith. Because when you come to God, you must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who diligently seek him. Faith is the key. You know, Jesus, we, we need to make sure that when, when, when we read the words of Jesus, we don't just think of them as nice thoughts. Because Jesus, when he spoke, it was perfect theology. Perfect applied theology. And um, Jesus said he, said, he said, when you have a mountain that stands in front of you, okay, he didn't say to put up with it. He didn't say just to let it be there. He said, you speak to the mountain and you tell it to go in the name of Jesus. And so this morning, God wants to encourage us um, in our faith. Now, we all have a measure of faith, okay? If you know Jesus this morning, we, you have a measure, okay? And the thing is, it's not how much you have. Because Jesus said, faith is like a mustard seed, okay? It's not how big it is. It's the substance is more important. And um, I've got here some tomatoes that I'm growing, okay? And um, 
These were sown at the same time. The same seed. Okay? But something has gone very wrong, or very right, okay, in one of them, because the environment that these seeds have been growing and living in have been very different. Okay? This one, as you can see, uh, is, is much bigger. Okay? It's had the soil, it's had the light, it's had the water. I've been speaking positive words over it. And, uh, and this one has had really none of that, okay? It's got a little bit, but you can see, and it's like with us, you so, so although it, our faith starts as a small seed, okay, it's, it's, God wants the environment that we're living in to develop that seed, to see it grow and establish and be fruitful. Paul, in his letters, constantly, 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 always was so happy when, 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 when the church was living by faith. And um, uh, he even said in one of, one of the letters, although I'm not with you personally, in spirit I'm with you, and it's great to know that you're, you're, you're living in faith. And, and the one church that wasn't, the church, the church uh, in Galatia, um, when Paul wrote to the Galatians, uh, he said, who has bewitched you? Who's cast a spell on you? You know, the, the life you started, okay, um, by faith, you're now trying to earn it. And, and this is the thing. This is the first thing I want to talk to today about faith. Faith is not rooted in a decision you make. Okay? Now, we will get to, to that. But faith is not rooted in the decision you make. Okay? It's not a choice. It, it, it's, it's not something you can try and kind of work up. Okay? Because, I don't know about you, sometimes, you know, it's, it's like, don't just sit there, have faith. You know, come on, work it up. It's not like that, because faith comes, we all know, faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing. And so the most important aspect of faith, without question, is hearing from God. Without faith, it's impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists. Now that word for exists, a lot of the time, is translated as speaks. So, anyone who comes to God must believe that he speaks and that he rewards those who seek him. In other words, when God speaks, we know that he's going to fulfill his promise. And, you know, we shouldn't be surprised that the most common thing the enemy will, will want to try and do to us is to believe that God doesn't speak to us. And God God's wants to speak to you. He's been speaking to you all through today. Maybe you woke up and the first thing was you, you listened to the voice of the Spirit. But if you're in a place where you think God doesn't speak to you, then let me tell you, God wants to speak. God is speaking. You know, and he, we want to be able to receive what he's saying to us. God speaks. So faith isn't something that we initiate. Faith is always initiated by God. And it says in Ephesians... For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It's a gift of God. Faith is a gift. And all we need to do is receive it. So if you've been trying to work yourself up into a position of faith, it won't work. It won't work because God wants to give you his gift of faith this morning. 
in a fresh way. And of course, legalism will turn, will turn faith into a work. And um, it won't work if we turn faith into a work. It's not a convincing thought. Now, natural faith, natural faith is very powerful. Okay? I, I, I see it in, in the work I do. You know? If I give someone hope um, and, and they believe in me, you know, sometimes all I could do is just tickle them with a feather and they'd get healed. You know, there is power in, in natural faith. You know, the, the power of placebo, you know, up to 30% of, of all benefits of an intervention you know, from a pill is through placebo. So natural faith is very powerful, but we're not talking about natural faith because natural faith originates from, from man. Okay? Biblical faith originates from God. And, and therefore, when God speaks, we know it will happen. I love it in, um, in, in 1 John um, 5, uh, chapter 5, verse 4 to 5, it says this, Anything which comes from God is able to overcome the world. And the way we receive his overcoming power is by faith. Anything which comes from God is able to overcome the world. So when God speaks, when he says something that is in opposition to what we see, we know that it will happen. And we receive that by faith. So, so we're here. And so this is why the enemy, you know, the number one problem I have, okay, in my walk with God, and I'll be honest, is busyness. And anyone else can uh, relate to that, is busyness. Because the enemy knows if he will make us so busy with other things, distractions, work, you know, family, um, then we will have n- no time for God. But faith is a rest. You know, we've been singing the song today, it is well with my soul, through the storm. You know, Jesus, he was able to sleep through the storm because he was at rest. He was at rest. And faith is resting in God. It's not striving. It's resting. And when we think about it, you know, it's crazy that we get so busy, we haven't got time for God. And yet, spending time with God is a rest. And who doesn't want to enjoy the rest of God? And, um, you know, I've been, you know, I, I, I've been repenting, you know, of, of the way in which, you know, who knows, when you pray, okay, when you, when you pray, crazy things come into your mind that seem so important, but just aren't, you know? Like, have I got enough fish fingers in the freezer? <laughs> you know, I need, I, I need to clean the toilet. Right, Rachel knows, I never clean the toilet. No, I do clean the toilet. Um, but this, you know, why? Because, because the only one to stop us from hearing God. It's the most important, powerful thing that we can do. Faith derives its life from the voice and nature of God. You know, when we pray, you know, Jesus says, when you pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. You know? So um, we, we start with worship. And then, and then he says, Lord, let your kingdom come, let your will be done. Now that's not just a general prayer. You know? uh, the, what God wants us to do is to pray specifically, this is, Lord, let your kingdom come through me. Let your will be done through me. And how do we know what his will is? By hearing. By hearing his voice. And so... Busyness can stop that. 
just unbelieving that God wants to speak to us. If we don't believe that God speaks, obviously we're not going to listen. The other thing that will happen is that God will, sorry, we, the enemy will undermine the importance of hearing from God. Don't need to hear, you know, I've been okay the past week, haven't really heard much from him. Don't need to hear from him today. Um, and the other thing that will happen is that we can rely on other people to hear God for us. I don't know if you realise, but, but in Exodus, um, everybody was given the opportunity to hear from God. And in Exodus 20, verse uh, 18 to 19, it says this, When the people saw the thunder and lightning and heard the trumpet and saw the mountain and smoke, they trembled with fear. They stayed at a distance and said to Moses, Speak to us yourself and we will listen, but do not have God speak to us or we will surely die. God wants to have a personal relationship with you. you know, and if you don't know Jesus this morning, he wants to have a personal living relationship with you. He doesn't want you to come to a church on a Sunday and just listen to someone speak. He wants to speak to you on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, all through the day. And so I just want to pray. Father, Lord, I pray Lord, that you would give us a hearing spirit, Lord. That when we wake up, we'll be hearing you. Through the day, as we're working, we'll be hearing you. Lord, even as we sleep in our dreams, Lord, would you give us just divine dreams that we will hear you. Lord, these are the days when you're moving. And Lord, we want to hear what you're doing, Father. And we thank you, Lord, that you speak to us. And Lord... Just, Lord, I repent of, of just any, anything, that, the busyness, the stress of this life, Lord. Thank you that I can rest in you. And Lord, I, I'm making a decision by the power of your spirit to, to start to hear you in a way that I've never heard you before. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Jesus. So, faith is initiated by God. Then what happens is when God speaks, it goes into our heart. And um, it says in um, Hebrews that faith, and we've heard this this morning, faith is sure of what we hope for. Now, now, now that word sure, okay, in the same book of Hebrews, is, is translated to describe how Jesus is the exact representation of the Father. In other words, Jesus is the reality of the Father. So when we read this, we could say the faith is the reality of what we hope for. Okay? And it's not a reality of this world. It's the reality from God's perspective. See, when God speaks, he gives us his reality. And, if we, and again, we've heard it this morning. If we focus on our circumstances, we're going we're gonna to give in to fear. But when we focus on what God has said in his reality, it will breed faith and it will then give rise to the outcome of the promise. Faith is not taking a leap in the dark. Okay? Faith is not blind. Now, we live by faith, not by sight, but faith is not blind. Okay? Because we see the reality that God has said. That's faith. 
That's faith. Faith is real. Faith is sure. Faith is sure of what we hope for. Faith is a reality of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Now, now faith rests on hope. Okay? Now, now hope is, 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 is huge. Okay? And, you know, hope is, hope is the confident, joyful expectation that good could happen at any moment. That's hope. When we have hope in God, that's what hope is. And when we haven't got hope, you know, it says, it says a few times in, in the scriptures that, that our faith springs or rests from hope. Now this morning, if you have no hope, um, then I want to I pray for you. Okay? I want you to, uh, to come, to, come uh, to the front um, at the end. I want to pray for you. Okay? Because um, I know, you know, some of you know, my mum was very ill. And, um, and she had no hope. She had no hope. And it was, it was horrible to see. Just, just thinking about it makes me, you know, horrible, horrible. You know, a lack of hope, in my experience, is always demonic. Okay? And um, <laughs> when she was ill, um, I was in the car driving to see her. And I knew what I wanted to do. I wanted to... Um, get my Bible in, in the hospital and I was going to lay my hands on her and I was going to pray in the name of Jesus and I was going to be okay. But you see, what I did was I didn't hear God. Now that sounded a very spiritual thing to do, right? Very spiritual thing. But I was so, you know, I so wanted her to get healed that um, I, didn't, I, I didn't hear God. And I went in there and... Um, uh, it, it was a bit of a disaster, let's put it like that. It didn't really work, okay? Because it wasn't initiated by God. See, even if something sounds really spiritual and it's not initiated by God, that's not faith. Now, you know, a year later, when I was here worshipping, um, God said to me, she's healed. He spoke, and I knew. I knew, I knew she was healed. And so, at that, so when, when he said that, I'm crying. So when, when he said that, I could speak it out. I could speak. I said, she's healed. I said to my dad, I said, she's, God said she's healed. And she wasn't. She, not, that, not that moment she wasn't. But that's faith. It's hearing God. And it's trusting in him. And you know, there was a song, you know, we've sung it a few times here. That, um, uh, you know, in this time, I was just playing on my guitar and I was just singing out, you know, God, you are the God of wonders. You know, you are the God who heals. You are the God who makes all things possible. And it, it's, it's, not, it's not trusting in the circumstances. It's trusting in the one who is over the circumstances. Because there is a difference between truth and fact. Okay? Truth is a person. Truth is Jesus. Jesus speaks to us. His words bring life. But there is no life. Truth doesn't change. The facts change. The truth changes the facts. The facts will never change the truth. And um, in these days, God wants us to have a greater understanding of his reality that we're seeing with his eyes of faith because he has spoken. It says in Hebrews, but the message they heard was of no value to them because those who heard did not combine it with faith. So the heart 
is the seedbed of our faith. You know, what we can see is the inferior reality. It's not that we deny what's going on. Look, we won't get into kind of like, you know, I'm not sick. You know, you don't deny the problem. You just deny a place of influence over your life or over the other person's life because you know God has spoken. Reason is the enemy of faith. You know, faith is not based on intellect. It's most effective when I'm intellectually convinced that what I'm about to do is impossible. You know, we, um, you know, there are times in our lives, like many of you, where, where, where God asks you to give and you haven't got the money in your bank account. And um, a few years ago, um, we, uh, it was our tax money. So we had it in the bank account. It just was supposed to go to the tax man. So we, um, but God said, give. Give this amount. And uh, so in faith, we gave, knowing that if he said it, he's going to provide. He's going to provide. And um, I don't know when it was. It was, it was not long after, was it? Um, we got ten times back what we gave. Now, let me say, that's different, okay, from the whole name it and claim it thing that you hear. Okay, because that's presumption. Okay, you know, I never, ne- I, you know, um, I rarely pray for money. I pray that God will provide. Um, but then, you know, from that, you know, you could say, right, if I give £3,000, £4,000, God will give me £40,000, okay? That's not faith, okay? That's not faith, because you haven't heard God. And so in this time, you know, because there's, there's going to be a need for faith for finances. As we're going to be having this, this building, that God has spoken, we know God has spoken. We know that God's given us a building, okay? Now, we don't know necessarily where that is, okay, but God has given us a building. And, you know, in our minds, we can think, oh, we want it to be huge auditorium, um, you know, we can see a thousand people, and, you know, we want to build it from, on a piece of land that's 10 acres, you know, and that's great, you know, but what's God saying? We need to hear God, and, you know, we can have faith for that if God's spoken. So, corporately, as a body, God wants us to be in faith, together for, for that. Okay, and it's important, you know, the words we speak are very powerful. We'll get that. So faith is not only a gift, but faith is a fruit. Okay? Um, the, the, the fruit of the Spirit, okay, it's often translated faithfulness, okay, it's, but it's the same word, it's faith. Okay? So faith is a gift, and faith is a fruit, and as we abide in Him, okay, our faith will rise. Our faith will develop. It's living a life of faith in the power of the Spirit. You know, Jesus said he was unable to do anything by himself. You, you, you think about that. You know, you, right, sometimes we think of Jesus like being Superman, don't we? Right? He could do anything he wanted. He said, I can do nothing by myself. I only do what I see the Father doing. I only judge what I hear. Jesus modelled the perfect spirit-filled life. He wasn't Superman. He just trusted completely on the Father. And same for us. We have the Spirit in us. We have the Holy Spirit in us. We have the mind of Christ. Say this. Say, say this. 
I have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. Because the enemy will want to say to you, you don't. How do we have the mind of Christ? Because we have the spirit who lives in us, and the spirit searches all th- the deep things of God. And he makes it available to us. We have the mind of Jesus. It's, it's amazing. So when we're in a place of faith, we've heard God. We're cultivating in our heart what he said. It's, it's very, uh, we need to be careful in how we, how we listen. Jesus said, be careful how you listen. Because how you listen will either um, determine whether what you have will grow or whether what you have will diminish. That's what he said. So how we listen. When Jesus um, was going to, I think it was a synagogue um, ruler's house, I think his daughter was ill, I think she died, is that right? Did she die? Um, I think she died. But, and, and so they came to him and they, and they said, she's dead. But um, Jesus, this is what it says, ignoring what they said. Ignoring what they said. Jesus said, don't be afraid, just believe. You know, there, there are some of you here this morning you're in the boat. You're like Peter. We've heard, we've heard this this morning already. You're in the boat, and fear is stopping you from taking the step of faith. It's interesting because when Peter walked on the water, it, it wasn't the wind that made him sink. Okay? Jesus slept through the storm, and he was at peace. He saw the wind. And doubt came into his heart. And, and then doubt then led to fear. And what fear does is, fear makes you believe what you see. It doesn't trust in God. And so we should not be surprised that when God has spoken and we believe in our heart, the enemy will, will breathe doubt. Okay? That will be common. Doubt will be common. Okay? Doubt will be common. Don't be condemned if you've been suffering with doubt. Jesus never condemns anyone. Okay? When you're born again, you are... He always speaks positive things over your life. So we know, we should, we should expect doubt to come our way. Okay? But what does it say in, in the Word? It says, resist. Resist the devil. So when God's spoken and we're trusting in our heart and the enemy comes to breathe doubt, what do we do? We can pray with faith. Okay? We, we, can, we can speak to the, to the devil and say, go in the name of Jesus. Go in the name of Jesus. You have no authority in my life and what you're saying is a lie. Resist the devil. And that's why it talks about faith being a shield. Shield. It quenches the darts of the enemy. They will come. They will come. Expect them. What do we have? The faith. God, you have said. You have said, and I'm trusting, that what you have said will come to pass. Faith also is like a breastplate. Put on faith and love as a breastplate. It protects us. protects our heart. Doubt gives birth to fear, and fear accepts the reality 
that we see in the natural. So we feed the heart. So here are just a few things really quickly, okay, how we feed the heart. Number one, okay, really important. Absorb God's written word. It says in Colossians, let the teaching, let the teaching concerning Christ remain as a rich treasure in your hearts. Absorb God's written word, okay. The enemy will want you to not read it, okay. The Holy Spirit will remind us of his word. Okay, number two, pray in the spirit. And this is a powerful thing. Praying in the Spirit. We know the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do, we do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans the words cannot express. God wants every one of us to be able to pray in the Spirit. Okay? There's a difference between um, coming up the front and, and, and praying in tongues, okay, in a corporate sense, but in a personal sense, God wants all of us to be able to pray in the Spirit. Because it builds us up. Okay, it builds up our faith. Why wouldn't God want everyone to have that? Pray in the Spirit. Number two, worship. Now, it says in 1 Peter 5, make, eff- make every effort to add to your faith goodness. That word goodness also means praise. Add to your faith praise. When, we, when we're in a place of faith, praise him. The most powerful times when God has spoken to me has been when I've, has been, when I've been in his presence, in awe and wonder, I've not even been thinking about the situation, and God said, it's done. Like with my mum. My sister, who was told she, she, she could never have any kids. Same thing. I was, I was, I was, I was worshipping God in the wonderful place of meeting with him face to face, and God said, she's healed. Number three, receive the prophetic. Now, the prophetic edifies, strengthens, and comforts us in our faith. It comforts our faith, it edifies our faith, it strengthens our faith. So that's why God wants all of us to be prophetic because we can then edify, comfort and strengthen the people around us. We can help to build up their faith. So receive the prophetic. So if you need a word, if your faith, you're thinking, God, I need my heart, I need, I need a word, look to the person next to you. Can you pray for me? Can you prophesy over me? The prophetic, most of the time, will always confirm what God is saying. Rarely will it be something out of, you know, it'll be like something out of the blue, like, you know, God's calling you to go to Africa, and you're like, well, I haven't heard that, okay? I mean, occasionally, you know, if a prop, you know, it could be, but most often than not, it confirms what God is already saying. Number four, agreement in faith. Now, this is, the gift, this is a gift of faith in the body. There are people, some of you here, okay, you have a gift of being able to hear God with someone else, believe God with someone else, and, and to act God with someone else. You know, I know of people who hear that you have that gift. Okay? And agree, agreeing together. We know if two or more agree, it shall be done. You don't need a thousand people praying for something to happen. Okay? Almost as if if more people are praying, the more powerful it will be. Well, Jesus, I, I don't see that in Scripture. It says if there's two, you agree, it's done. And the, and, the, and the last one is testimonies. As we've heard this morning, you know, we've, we've heard some testimonies. They are a great way to build up, okay, to build up the seedbed in your heart. And um, all of this comes through process and perseverance, okay? We don't, we, we don't see it straight away. We see it with faith. We don't see that working of it straight away. And as we've heard already this morning, there's perseverance, there's process, there's praying. Jesus said to keep on praying and not give up. Keep on praying and not give up. 
You know, um, Chris Vallotton, um said this, and it's always spoken to me. You know, King David, he was given the promise, but between the promise and the palace was the process. And you read it with the life of King David. <laughs> you know, sometimes we want the answer, and God wants the process. Because the process actually enables us to give God the glory in a greater way when we have the answer. So the testing of our faith creates maturity. Okay? We know, James, it says in James, the testing of our faith develops perseverance. Perverse, perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. I want to be mature. God wants us all to be mature. If you're praying this morning, you know, we, we don't just want bread and milk, right? We want the meaty things. We want to be mature. So we hear God, we trust God in our heart, and we cultivate that. And then faith is never faith until we've acted on it. It says in James, what good is it, my brothers, if a man claims to have faith without expressing it in actions? Faith that is, that is not expressed in actions is dead. How can you trust God? You've, you've heard him, you're trusting God, and then you say something completely different or do something completely different to what you're hearing him and trust. It just makes no sense. That's what James is saying. It makes no sense. So we are saved by faith and we live by faith. But genuine saving faith means we live actively by faith and this is demonstrated in actions. Okay? It says in Romans, if, if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified and it's with your mouth that you confess and you're saved. So, therefore, what we say is important. What we confess is important. Out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. We know what's in our heart by what we say. And so, when we pray, we can pray in faith because we've heard from God. So when we pray in faith, we don't say, God, if it be your will. That's not praying in faith. Okay. How, how is it that when Jesus said, therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe you have received it, and it will be yours. How, how can we have that? Because we know that God has initiated our faith, he said it, and we know that we have received it before we ask. So actually... That is why prayer, a lot of the time, prayer is, is being thankful. Lord I, th- Lord, I thank you that what you have said to me is your word. Lord, I thank you that you have said it, it, it has happened. Even though I can't see it, even though the circumstances don't say it, you have said, I'm trusting in you. When we pray with faith, we hear him and then we thank him. A prayer of faith is not asking God for something It's knowing that he has spoken to us. It's believing that we have already received the answer. That is why we can pray at all times with thanksgiving. And so the last thing as I finish, okay. The step of faith. Now there are some of you here this morning. You've been hearing God. You've been trusting him. But you need to take the step of faith. And, you know, look, let's be honest. Sometimes it can be a little scary. Okay? It's going to be windy. There's going to be the storm. The boat's rocking. 
But Jesus says, come, come. And the step of faith, okay, is a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful, you know, not necessarily when when you're in it, but it's great hearing about it, you know, the step of faith. And God's timing isn't our timing. And when God says something, we can't, we can't wait until we're ready. That's not faith. Paul talks about the, the obedience that comes from faith. When God speaks, he wants us to obey. And if we're not, you know, it's, it's disobedience. <laughs> it's disobedience. And, you know, if you, if you find you're in a rut, you're stuck in a rut, has God spoken and are you, haven't you taken that step of faith? Maybe it's quitting that job that you know is not great for your family life. You're working too many hours and you're thinking, well, I need the money. But God's saying, stop. You know, I, I, I stopped my job when God said, and I, I, and I, hadn't, I, I didn't work for three months. God provided. He always does. Maybe God's calling you to go to another location, another country. And you're like, God, but, you know, where do you put your butt? That's what Andrew Womack says. It all depends where you put your butt. God, I can see this situation. It's not great, but I'm going to trust in you. I have this sickness, but I know you've said you've healed me. The step of faith. When we hear, he initiates our faith. When we trust, he sustains our faith. And when we act, he perfects our faith. It's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. And This morning, if you don't know Jesus... Will you take that step of faith? He's speaking to you this morning. Will you say yes to Jesus? Will you believe in your heart? And will you confess with your mouth, Jesus, your Lord, I give you my life.